Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. How's it going, guys? Today we're talking about True Blood episode 305, Trouble, which really could be the title of any <laughs> True Blood episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. It's very, uh, very uh, widely applicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember last podcast we were trying to figure out what nine crimes meant, mm-hmm. and uh, one of our uh, True Blood um, uh, followers on on uh, Twitter uh, messaged us and told us that uh, True Blood titles are named after songs, and uh, Nine Crimes is a Damien Rice song. Yes. So thank you. I think that was Daydreaming Net. Uh, so that's nice to know. I don't uh, know if Trouble is a Damien Rice song or not, or if they just pick other artists' songs. I'm not sure what their convention is. But uh, Yeah, I don't like, know either. Uh, I've general. been looking at their titles since the beginning, and I never really noticed that they were song titles, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've never really heard of the songs, probably, as part of it. Um, and sometimes, you know, such as uh, in the case of Trouble, the you know, I mean, it's such a, I mean, I would imagine there's more than one song called Trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, and not only that, as you said, you could just title an episode that it doesn't have to be a song reference. I think, yeah. you know, Nine Crimes is so specific. Like, they better have Nine Crimes in the episode or it needs to be a reference to something because mm-hmm. it's so, like... And it was, the you know, and it's the number nine, too. Yeah. That's the number nine. Yeah, so I, it's, uh, I, that's just something about True Blood I was never aware of. Yeah, totally. So uh, now I know, now when I see the titles, I think, oh, that's probably a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think next episode, uh, next week's episode is called I Got a Right to Sing the Blues. <laughs> so yeah. maybe that's a song title, I guess. <laughs> I think you're onto something there. Yeah, I'm gonna latch onto that theory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just, uh, just, I just came up with that. Um, yeah, it's a good one. So this episode I thought was pretty good. You know, I'm still not. I, I don't know if the the beginning of the season was just better, or I was just eagerly anticipating it, so I was more excited. I feel like the season's kind of leveling off in terms of the craziness that was going on. You know, yeah. I mean, it's still pretty high level of craziness every now and then, but it's not like the first, like, two episodes where it was just like, what the crap is going on? And just, yeah. like, I'm seeing stuff I've never seen before every episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel there's a little bit of a lost effect for me where it's like uh, the more we learn about what's going on, you know, the more they explain to you what certain characters are doing and why, you know the the mystery of it all sort of goes away, and uh, and it it's not quite as exciting as when it was just a bunch of random shit going on, and we had no idea where they were taking any of it, and so it just mm-hmm. felt like they were throwing a lot of stuff out there, uh, and uh, and we had to you know figure out how, you know how it all fit together, and I, I think I think it's really starting to develop, and and it's just. Some of the stuff they're telling us now, uh, just, I don't know, like, I've lost interest in certain plot elements that seemed more exciting earlier in the season. The Jason Stackhouse plot, is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know. (laughs) 
That's uh that that's not one that looks like it's uh going anywhere incredible, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll watch it. I mean I'm curious what they're gonna do with that, but yeah, it does seem kinda like you know not that not that great. Mm-hmm. So far. Uh also like I thought for me probably the most surprising thing in this episode and that sounds weird to say, but was uh, the uh, the way that uh, Franklin behaved uh, when um, mm-hmm. Tara tried to run away. Uh, she got off pretty easy, I think. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I, I remember when she when she's running away. I'm thinking, okay, when he catches her, all hell is going to break loose. Yeah, and he sort of kind of blames himself, and yeah, you know, like. He's 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 such a weird character, and I was just thinking, how does a vampire become like this? No other vampire. I mean, we've seen vampires that you know, obviously, to a, to a large degree, vampires is you know sociopathic, but he is he's just he's all over the place. Uh, he's almost like bipolar or something, where you just don't know how he's going to act any given moment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I didn't really before this episode. I didn't really perceive him as this really needy kind of mm-hmm. desperate sort of character that I guess based on the dialogue, you know, just goes out and like kidnaps um, uh, women and and uh, and becomes like infatuated with them. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, eventually, like, whatever happens, it blows up and he kills them or, or whatever, and, and it's over and he moves on to the next one, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I, I just, you know, the, originally he came across, like, a vampire James Bond, you know, like, very very slick and very uh, together, you know, and he's just so, he's just such a mess in this episode, like. Uh, yeah, I feel like it, it, I feel like maybe, maybe the, the, the main idea that they're showing us here is that, you know, his his kryptonite is, is women or something, is these relationships, yeah. and he gets so involved, and it just, it just makes him become a, a, a you know, a blood-crying mess. Right. Uh, yeah, because he did, you know, I mean, the beginning when we first saw him, he was sort of doing sort of, you know, in general spy work, you know. Right. Uh, you know, running around, getting stuff at Bill's house and, and uh, you know, glamoring people and uh, and, and uh, coercing people into giving him information and stuff. But, yeah, he, he definitely has been more um, more emotional than I thought he uh, would be and uh, – and I think there is something interesting that he's infatuated with Tara and, and you know, she's, she's got this, you know, abyss of darkness, you know, mm-hmm. from everything she's been through. And I think he senses that and that's interesting to him. And uh, But, I you know, I've really been enjoying how Tara has to deal with this. I, you know, when, when, he, when he proposes to her, <laughs> when he says, literally he says, Do you, will you be my vampire bride? Which is just like, is this a joke? Is that what they actually say? Uh, and uh, and and I'm thinking that first of all, the look on her face, I just it was priceless. I just I love it, and I love her reaction. But I'm thinking to myself, would you rather be? I'm thinking like, hey Tara, would you rather be in this situation now or with Marianne now? Like you know, which was worse for you? Yeah. You know, because season two, you were you know she was in she was in hot water, but um, mm-hmm. this is a whole different ball game. It is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think 
from what's happened so far, I think what happened with Marianne was worse. But yeah, it's it's been worse. It definitely got worse. Yeah, I mean it. Ooh, it went over the top. But uh, I think uh, you know now she's facing. I mean, becoming a vampire. I, mean, I think that was a theory of yours. So I think that's sort of yeah. I mean, not necessarily confirmed that they're gonna do it, but at least confirmed that they're gonna pursue it a bit. Uh, well, speaking of that, um, sort of breaking news to a degree. Um, they just released uh, a little trailer for the second part of season three at Comic-Con, which is going on right now. So that's on the HBO.com website. So if you don't mind some, some spoilers, uh, check that out. It definitely gives you a good sense of where the season's going. And spoiler alert, uh, from, that, from that trailer, I will, I'm pretty much convinced that she's, she's at least going to go through the ceremony of becoming a vampire. I don't, you know, it's not clear if she will become one, yeah. But they have a shot that shows part of that part of that process. Yeah, okay, right. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh I mean I think it's been to me it's been a thing, you know, I remember we talked a little you you also thought and they again they kind of messed around with it when uh when uh, Lafayette was captured at the beginning of mm-hmm. season 2, you know, he was like, "Hey, turn me into a vampire." And uh I remember uh we talked about it and it was like, "Yeah, it'd be cool to see well, it happened to have, like, one of the main characters actually become a vampire, because they really haven't done that yet. Yeah. You know, so far, uh, you know, the only vampire we've really seen created was Jessica, and she was a character who was just introduced, you know, specifically for the purpose of being turned into a vampire. You know, we didn't know her before that. Mm-hmm. So so they really haven't gone down the road of, let's let's take someone we've known for a while and turn them into a vampire and see what that's like. So I, so I think, uh, you know, it would be a big step, you know. I mean, the thing is, once they do it, you know, uh, they're, they really they really got to commit to it. I mean, there's no undoing it, you know. So yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> although there is a weird shot that I still don't know what to make of uh, in the uh, – in that little preview thing where they show uh spoiler alert again, sorry guys. Uh where they show Bill uh in the sun. Mhm. Yeah, now that's a whole different uh, you know, storyline that I don't think we've even really seen the seeds of yet. Uh and I I'm very curious on on what uh how that's going to come about and I guess maybe that means he somehow was made human or something uh or uh, yeah, I don't really know what that means, but uh, I'm very curious to see how that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and and the other thing I was going to say, speaking of sunlight, is, you know, there was a couple of scenes in the in the King's Mansion where it looked like it was daytime. Yeah. You know, like when Eric is there and stuff like that. I just yeah. didn't understand, like, why does it look like it's daytime? I assumed that it was something along the lines of what they had at the Queen's Place, where they had, like, the daytime simulator. Uh, yeah. It just, it, you know, it seems like it's coming from, you know, the outside, yeah. and and it's like, you know, where the front door and stuff is, and I'm just like, that, that and I assumed it would maybe be something like that, but it was just weird to see that, uh, especially coming from, you know, the scene where Tara tries to escape, and it's during the day, yeah. and then she gets yeah. captured, and, you know, then the next scene, I guess, is, is her trying to eat that water lily or whatever, right. which is another great moment. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that I was great. Crying because I can't eat those. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I, I, I love how Tara is react is trying to make the make the make the best out of that situation and and using uh, the relationship to her advantage. And um, man, the when she's uh, when she's bot, trying to bite the ropes off of herself, uh-huh. like that. I don't know why. Maybe it's just like the sound of teeth clicking together. I don't like that. That was that was difficult to watch. Like I, it was hard for me to see her just like like gnawing on those ropes. Like I, she was she was very oof. fervently gnawing on that. She was it was great. It was like know? she was doing it for her life. I mean, it was very convincing. Yeah. Like damn, I, I, that made me uncomfortable to watch. It was like oh man, that's a bite. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I. uh and I really thought, you know, ah, she found the loophole. Go out, leave during the daytime. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. But you know that this is, you know, this is the king's palace. There's no way it's going to be that easy. I know. I should have known, and I should have remembered that, mm-hmm. you know, werewolves can go out during the day, of course. So. Which was, yeah, which is the really, which is one of the big reasons that the king enlists the, the werewolves under his command is, is, is for protection during the day. Yeah. Which is... Which is brilliant, and which you know we we saw a bit of Eric's backstory, and I think that that really sort of tells me how the king came to power because he's smart enough to to use werewolves to his advantage. Yes, you know, because uh, you know without something like that, without that kind of security system, he could have been staked over the centuries. You know, yeah, during the day, but. Um, uh, speaking of that, uh, Eric's storyline, you know, I think we were talking before about, you know, that, that, that flashback in Germany and all that stuff and whether or not we're going to go back to that. Yes. And again, I think we, we see that really all of these flashbacks are really about Eric's trying to find out who the king, who, who the identity of the, the leader of the werewolf pack, basically, you know. He in the Viking days when his when his father and family are killed he he sees this this enigmatic figure in the black robe which looks cool as hell by the way uh, and uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah and he know you know he knows he's leading a pack of werewolves and then you know he's tracking him through the you know I guess he goes on a Viking quest and whatever wars are going on at that time that he's fighting and then Godric captures him and turns mm-hmm. him and. They have their era together, and then at a certain point, it's you know World War II Germany, and he's trying to track yeah. down the uh, the you know the, the the leader of these werewolves because he's you know he knows what the brand looks like, right. and so now he knows that the leader of the werewolves is the actual the king of Mississippi. Yeah, so I mean that's why I take it. You know, I guess for me, like I thought, yeah, I thought we'd go back to the to the Germany thing, and maybe we won't. But I, to me, this counts because it basically, to me, this told, I, what I took from it was, and it really came out of nowhere. It was like, it was like, have him give you the tour, and they're just looking at random shit, and it's like, oh, look at the crown. Boom, flashback to like, mm-hmm. and I, I just really didn't expect that. It just came out of nowhere. I was like, really? The, this? Yeah. Of all well, things? I mean- it's it's a it's a very clever way to introduce that story point, you know, of, yeah. of, of of him trying to find the identity of of uh, the pack of wares, and this is a you know random way, you know, obviously the king the king doesn't remember Eric, you know, from back then. Yeah, uh, he didn't have any reason to hide these artifacts, and like and like Talbot said, they have tons of those random crowns through from different eras and stuff and different right. uh, kingdoms. It, yeah. Um I just think, you know, if you if you think about the story points of Eric trying to find out who killed his family 
all you know the flashbacks and this little tour thing are just very creative ways of of him finding out that information. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I think, like I said, my takeaway from this was this is why he was, you know, him and Godric were, uh, were were trying to track down the leader of this group. Like he's basically mm-hmm. just doing it for vengeance because they killed his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I took it as sort of a pretty fairly straightforward like thing. But the thing I don't really understand is it seems obvious that you know I mean he's got the crown, uh, he's leading the werewolves that use this symbol. It seems obvious that the king of Mississippi is the guy, right? Yeah. But like they show him in this cloak, like I, what's the point? Is it, like why? Well, they... I think it's I think it's because. It, because I think that Eric has seen the King of Mississippi before, you know, in the present, in the more present recent days, and if he had seen his face in that in that moment that his family was killed, then then it would have been easier for him to track him down. You know, he would have been, you know, then the next time he sees his vampire, he would know immediately that that's, you know, you're the guy who killed my family. But since he was cloaked when Eric saw him okay. the first time, he never, it's just, you know, it's the mystery of it all. Plus it looked fantastic. Well, yeah. It was it so is. cool to see the werewolf walk by and he's got that crowd and he, I mean, he looks like death, you know? Right. Yeah, he does. He does. It was, it was, and it makes sense, you know, I think he's, he's just kind of going around stealing shit and attacking yeah, people. Yeah, totally. And he's, he's, you know, I don't think he's the king or anything yet. You know, he's just probably a vampire, pretty, pretty powerful at that point still. But, you know, yeah, he's just going around and wearing something to keep his identity secret. And he's, you know, uh, ordering around these, these werewolves to go. Yeah. And it's funny because he's, he's sort of just doing it because he wants the, the, the artifact. That yeah. He wants the crown. <laughs> Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy as far as the mm-hmm. motivation, but yeah, he's not trying to take over the Viking kingdom or anything, right. or you know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so to him, I feel like this was just another round of you know, uh, a round of robbery and murder. Totally. And, and so I can buy that he wouldn't necessarily, re- you know, expect. Okay, this is this is that guy from that Viking village, you know, a billion mm-hmm. years ago. So I, like that that makes sense. It's just I guess to me it like it comes across like he's like it's a mystery who this is. I guess the point is it's a mystery for Eric at that point. But it's a mystery for Eric and I will say this, there's probably some, you know, uh less astute people who are watching the show that haven't put two and two together yet. Okay. And when when you get the scene of Eric confronting the king about this or something, then then, you know, there will be a percentage of people who finally realize then, oh, that's okay. the same person. So I think to a degree it is hiding the mystery, you know, uh, suspending the mystery a little bit for the audience. But, I mean, I really think it's, since it is a flashback, it's it's being accurate that um, that Eric, you know, didn't see the guy's face. Right, right. Yeah, it's for, it's definitely from his point of view, so it, it makes sense they would show it that way. Because if they were going to show his face, they'd have to really leave his point of view, mm-hmm. and it, it would be it would be awkward. Plus, yeah. as you said, it just looked cool. It just it was worth it for whatever reason, you know. Even if it was a contrived reason, it was just such yeah. a cool such a cool shot. Yeah, don't be a hero, Viking. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was weird to see that. I. Uh, uh, I guess I I thought I thought Godric and Eric were on more of a you know uh, assignment or something. I I didn't mm-hmm. really necessarily think it was personal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I realized. It's totally it's totally personal. 
And you know now now we realize it's it's really Prince Eric. Yeah. You know? Or maybe he he became king, so when his father died. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, so I guess that sort of explains why he eventually. I guess he leads an expedition. Like I, I think that's what's happening when Godric. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess either. Him. Yeah, I, I assume he was just fighting random Viking wars, but he's probably specifically out trying to find these werewolves. Yeah. And track and track down their leader. Yeah, and so I guess you know. Yeah, once he becomes a vampire, you know, he just uses that to his advantage to. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, to try to try to track this guy down, and I guess now he's really there, and and uh, it's probably not long before he puts together what's going on. Mm-hmm. In fact, he may have already figured. It I out. think he figured. I mean, I think he figured it out. I mean, that's what that flashback was yeah. for was to be like, okay, I remember this yeah. crown. This is my father's crown. Yeah. You know, and this is something he hasn't seen in a couple hundred years or thousand years or something. When when are the Vikings? Um. I think like, yeah, like a eleven hundred, twelve hundred or something, or yeah, before that? roughly, yeah, a thousand years ago, roughly. Yeah. So but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a good amount of time, and you know, the other guy there, Talbot, I guess, was mm-hmm. uh, was just like, oh, it's some um, tribal, I don't know what it is, like he didn't really yeah. care. And Eric instantly was like, yeah, that's my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. It's like, you know, uh, I think, you know, I mean, the only, he's, he's, we see him leading these worlds with this symbol. I mean, it's just, I just, it would be so weird if they were like, that's not him. That's some other guy. It can't be. It you just, know? It, it just wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. They do that. They're like, oh, he just got the crown and he took over, or I don't know. That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. So I, yeah, yeah no. I, I think I, mean, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if Talbot shows him, you know, some other room full of clothes, and and Eric sees that cloak or something. I mean, they're not going to do that, but I mean, I think that's that would be something else to be like, okay, this is the same guy. Here's the cloak he was wearing, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else is interesting in this episode? Um, so you got the Bill stuff, the Bill, uh... Yes. The Bill stuff was, again, a surprise. I remember earlier, uh, in the season when they showed, uh, Franklin getting the, uh, genealogy, uh, I remember, uh, asking a few people whether that was supposed to be Bill's house or Sookie. I couldn't really even tell, the mm-hmm. set was made it unclear exactly where it was supposed to be, but I was like, "Well, Bill wouldn't have that, so it must be Sookie's house." Now the point seems to be that Bill had that, yeah. so so I guess that was Bill's house, and um, and so it sounds to me like uh, <laughs> possibly because of the Queen, I think she was invoked at a certain point. Uh, you know, Bill had this genealogy on Sookie, and they're they're investigating her because of her abilities, which she uh, displays in the in this episode. Whatever those are exactly, I mean, part of it's the you know the uh, the uh, reading minds thing, but uh, mm-hmm. there's also the uh, hand blue light power, whatever that is. The talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate talk to the hand. Yeah, um, you know, so this is a, this is really interesting. I think that they're sort of introducing this idea that Bill had an ulterior ulterior motive in in in, in um, investing in the relationship with Sookie. 
the fact that they're doing this in season three, I think is pretty interesting. <laughs> it's pretty uh, crazy. Yeah, but I will say I remember in season one when Bill first comes into the picture and and uh, and you know Suki's Suki's uh, grandmother is there. It, it, there, I remember thinking there, there was, I, feeling like there, there was some sort of history there, or he knew, you know, he knew the family before, or something mm-hmm. like that. That the grandmother had a secret she was hiding, you know. I remember that was all in the air back in season one, and then of course so much else happened, and they never really came back to it. But now they're sort of coming back to that. Yes, yes. I. I... It kind of reminds me of, you know, when they throw in the fact that uh, that uh, Sookie drank some of Bill's blood, and, you know, that makes uh, that makes you be attracted to that person if they're a mm-hmm. vampire, you know. So so that, you know, probably had some, some role in, in, in that whole thing, you know, sort of, sort of like that. I think, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. I could be wrong. I think it's going to turn out that, yes, that's why he initially was interested in her, but... You know, his essentially his feelings for her were real, and and it just turned out that that's how he, you know, became involved with her in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm yeah, thinking that's where that's going. It's one of those. Uh, what is that? What is it? I forgot the the movie that they did, but it's like that Pygmalion thing where like you you bet so, I forgot what the movie is, but you know you bet someone into dating the loser, and then you make them really cool. And then, like, they find out, oh, no, you were only dating me because it was a bad. But, no, but I really had feelings for you. You know, it's like that kind of thing where, like, the reason it started was sort of on false terms or deceptive terms. But the the end feelings were true. But that's always hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't usually go over well when it's revealed to the Mm -hmm. other person. Yeah. but yeah, that's exactly what I have in mind that they're gonna yeah. do. Because I can't imagine them sort of undermining the entire Sookie and Bill relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is to me, that would be a lot to take, as you said, in season three. Yeah. Since like the devotion of Sookie and Bill for each other has been a central thing in the show for the whole time, including this season. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill's even in the situation he's in right now uh, to protect Sookie. Totally. So it's sort of, you know, but but I do think it is going to turn out that, you know, he originally met her for, for reasons other than just, you know, being attracted to her. I I think that's probably pretty much right. It, but I have to question the uh, the idea, you know, his explanation was that, you know, he was procuring for Queen Sophie Ann and he, you know, had a vacation time or, or uh, uh, what do they call it? Um um. Uh, what do they call it that professors do? When uh, they take oh, time uh, off? uh, sabbatical. Sabbatical. I was going to say respite. It's uh, <laughs> probably close, but not exactly. Uh, but yeah, like I, like he was on sabbatical, and he just decides to go to you know his ancestral home or something. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I wonder if that's half true. And it's like, okay, I want to go where I used to live, and I'm going there because of Sophie Ann's orders. Or mm-hmm. if it's just like she ordered him to do that, and he wasn't going to go back to Bonton in in any way, you know? Right. So it's right. sort of a minor point, but I'm wondering which which side they'll land on that. Yeah, yeah. I really don't know. I mean, Bill, so far he's just kind of denying it. 
Mm-hmm. But but I I mean I, I I think I think again I think he's lying because I think he senses as we get you know we get the idea at the end that uh, the king of Mississippi is interested in Suki. Uh, for seemingly the same reason that the queen was. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think, again, I feel like he's just trying to, you know, throw him off. Yeah. Well, I feel like the queen might have known more than the king knows because I don't think, well, I guess I should say I feel like I feel like maybe the queen knows she's more than a telepath, but I think the king doesn't know that till the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's interested. He knows that Suki's a telepath, which apparently is a very rare, uh, special uh, special gift among the uh, supernaturals. Yeah. And um, you know, and I think it pro- largely because it's easy to hide that that uh, power. Uh, and uh, or and maybe it's super rare too, um, but. Uh, so you know, so I'm thinking maybe Sophie Ann knows that Suki is more than that. Maybe she knows or has an idea of specifically what kind of supernatural entity she is. Um, but yeah, but it seems like the king, you know, the king became interested in Suki because of Bill. He knows Suki's a telepath, so that's interesting. He's, he then he sends, you know, so he needs he needs to because I feel like uh, the king only gets involved in Bill and Suki's relationship because of he wants to take control over the queen mm-hmm. and he goes oh, okay i can get bill compton to give me some info on her and to, in order to get bill compton to, to join me i'm going to need to get his human who he's so devoted to who by the way is a telepath that's interesting so he sends franklin to go investigate he finds the genealogy uh paperwork and shows that Suki's name is uh, circled and her, I guess her grandfather's name is circled, mm-hmm. uh, and that becomes interesting. And he puts two and two together. And says, okay, well maybe those are the telepaths. But yeah, I feel like he doesn't really know what's going on until the end. Otherwise, his maniacal like <laughs> the excitement at the end would be really weird. You right, know? If right, he, if right. he already if he already had suspected something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he at least had in his mind, if the queen's this interested in this, there must be something to it. But mm-hmm. I agree, he probably didn't know exactly what, and, and maybe what he saw at the end was some kind of, you know, revelation for him. Ah, it's it's whatever, you know, whatever yeah, but, it is, uh, this is supposed sort to of, be. This is sort of more than he could have hoped for, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's strange because, like, you know, she, it's interesting when Suki uses that power. We've only seen it three times. You three know, times? Yeah, this is the third time we've seen what it. Was the, what so the was first the... time was the Marianne hand in the face. That okay, was the I first remember time that. The second time was when Suki knocks over the, the, the meat tree that Marianne makes. The big, remember that oh, big tree she made in the front that. yard? That's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that last time, and I was like, did that really? Yeah, you're right. Okay. It was, it was sort of subtle the way they kind of showed it, but she did use it to knock over that tree. You're right, you're right. I remember it now. And uh, and then this is the this is the third time the biggest we've seen you know yeah this one knocked like, him back knocked him like across the room sort of mm-hmm. uh, of course uh, I do think Cooter is uh, less powerful than Marianne is so, totally you know Marianne seemed to enjoy it in a she way. did <laughs> she loved this yeah it was like a what facial are you it's like oh this will keep my skin nice and firm. <laughs> Yeah. What are you? That was maniacal laughter. I uh I was I was I was having trouble 
naming what kind of laughter that was. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was. He was just giddy with with excitement um, about uh, about the discovery. Yeah, yeah. I uh, man, that king of Mississippi. Holy shit. He's hardcore, mm-hmm. and he brings up uh, he brings up this. There's this little throwaway line about, oh, the, you know, the magister only has the power we give to him, and uh, so you know, yeah, he, he calls him an anachronistic toad, I believe. Is yeah, the phrase, <laughs> which basically means he's got no real place in, in in their modern vampire society. He's just sort of a relic. Yeah, and um, and I I don't know if he means you know when he says. Like you just said, he says um, the only power is the power that we give him, and I, I don't know if he means that literally or just sort of like you know how we give elected officials power or something. Yeah, I took it more that way. Yeah, I didn't know if he meant like almost like you know Santa Claus or something, since they believe that, that the magister has <laughs> power, and he has power. Right, you know? right, right. But yeah, I guess I, I'll take it more on the sort of political uh, political idea of that that, yeah. that he's. He's got the power, but you know, just like the sheriff has a power, yeah, I mean, he has jurisdiction or something. They let him yeah, have authority. I, I really like Dennis O'Hare. He's doing a great job as the king. Yeah, he really. I don't know. I he just kind of won me over a bit in this episode. I, uh, mm-hmm. I I was a little bit skeptical of him. I guess because I do like him better than the queen. I will say that. But, oh, totally. Uh, no, com- no comparison. But for me, he was up against Marianne, and uh, he's just really not uh, like her that much. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, but he's got his own thing going on. I I think uh, I think I'm I'm on board. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen this actor in a couple of other shows, little little smaller parts here and there, and I I so I noticed I noticed him and stuff, but I, I haven't really seen him really, you know, have a have a huge role in anything. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to see what he can do, and he's. Um, I don't know what he's doing, but it's it's good. It's it's nothing, you know. It's not like Marianne where she has she has all these. She had a, a particular kind of you know screen presence, yes, and quality about her. But he's just I don't know what what he's doing, but it's really it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, and so this whole like. Bill is responsible for selling the vampire blood, like <laughs> yeah. That again, that's you call it a contrivance. I think you're right. It really again felt like a lost scene, like where they just they build this thing up and then they just brush it off really quickly because mm-hmm. it, it becomes more about the fact that Eric's there, what he discovers when he's there. You know, and like Bill's got his own problems, and he just laughs off the whole like, "Oh, I'm selling the blood." Okay, whatever. Well, yeah, and, and Talbot says, you know, which is a great line. Bill is too square to sell vampire blood. Yeah, it's almost like you know, if this went to any sort of vampire court, like it'd be hard to hard press for you to convince anybody Bill would be behind that. Yeah. Scheme. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they kind of brushed it off, and you know, Eric basically sums it up in a line, and he says, "If I don't turn over Bill to the Magister, you know, he's going to uh, the Magister's going to kill kill Pan, basically, right. or the Queen is going to be implicated." So it's, yeah. he's like, you know, that was the whole thing in that in the previous episode where he says, "Hey, it's either going to be treason or um, what was it, what was the alternative? Treason or um, treason against." Against the the queen, or or he'd be convicted for selling the blood, I guess. Right. Uh, so so that's why Bill was a scapegoat, and he's like, well, I need to. He doesn't like Bill, so he's like, I'll turn Bill over. But yeah, it, yeah, it really wasn't a great plan at all, because 
you know, it was uh, it, no one's going to believe Bill. Bill was behind all that. Right. I mean, yeah, just just from his record and personalities and all that, it doesn't make any sense. But you brought up just the practical point. The V was in Fantasia. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how's Bill like arranging to get. <laughs> V stash there, like that's just weird. Yeah. He shouldn't and have like anything Eric, to do with Eric doesn't plan. know what's going on in his club. Yeah, and yeah, and like Bill barely has anything to do with that place. I mean, he's yeah. he's not the kind of guy that goes there. I guess you know. Once again, so it's it sort was, of it was sort of a contrivance to get to get Eric to go see the yeah. king, which is a big part of the plot point that they need for him to see the crown from his from his father and all that. So yeah, you know, and then whatever else Eric's gonna get into. Yeah, with uh, with with the king and Talbot and all that. Yeah, I did enjoy them shunning uh, Marlena though, or Lorena. Uh oh. I think it's I think it's Lorena, right? Lorena, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I did enjoy when they was like boys only. You know, it's like it's like you know when when uh, little boys make a make a make a treehouse and they mm-hmm. say no girls allowed. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, she was kind of a non. Uh, she didn't really do much in this episode. She just kind of. Yeah. There. I mean, Bill's already cut that deal that I think she's supposed to die, right? If Bill fulfills yeah. his purpose, I don't know where they really stand now because at the end of the episode, it comes across like. Uh, you know the king isn't interested in Bill anymore. I, I think that's supposed to be true. It, it was it was a little. I didn't quite follow what was going on, but uh, you know, uh, Cooter comes in and he's like, you know, you're you're on the king's shit list or something, and and so yeah, then they, seems like he's over you or something. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like it seems like I'm guessing that the king is sort of moving on to uh, Suki. And mm-hmm. and trying to get out of her whatever the queen was like you know seeing Bill is not being particularly useful anymore now that you know he's sort of brought Sookie there basically so yeah. so I, I it's so I think that's true so I, so maybe his deal with uh, with the king won't won't necessarily hold but I, I have to say I, her dying would not be the worst thing that ever happened on the show. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, you know, speaking of being over people, I'm really over her. Like, every now and then I like her. She she does something sort of interesting. But for the most part, she's she's one-dimensional in terms of her yep. her wanting to get Bill back. And it's just that song has just been played over and over and yeah. over. And, yeah. I, and I would say this. The king seems to hold his um, his agreements. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised even if he's over Bill that he wouldn't still – Agree to uh, to to knock off uh, Lorena. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get her off the show. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate to wish for characters to die. I don't really. I can live with her living, I guess. But mm-hmm. it, it's just, I, I, like you said, she. There's one thing that she wants. She wants Bill, and that's what she's always wanted the whole time we've ever seen her. And mm-hmm. and so it's like that. You're right. That's all there is to her. So it's sort of, it gets old after a while. Totally. It's like we get the point, and she's still going after Bill, and it's like, mm-hmm. damn, how many seasons of going after Bill do we have to watch? Yeah, how many times is he going to shun her? And she's like, playing, I love you, playing hard to get. It's all the more sweeter when you come back to me. And it's like, oh geez, will you punch her again, please? <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like she's delusional, like hard to get. Like God, come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it's yeah. I mean, there you know, there's lots of lines in there. She is supposed to be clearly somewhat like immature and uh, kind of uh, uh, crazy. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's that's a thing, um, and not necessarily smart either. So, I, but but still dangerous, of course, because she is actually stronger than Bill. So there's there's no way around that. But uh, but the king is more powerful than she is. So yeah. So if he's going to keep to his agreement, then uh, I just I, I just think uh, I, I think that thing has run its course. If they don't have anything new for her character. Uh, it just doesn't seem worthwhile keeping her around, just kind of whining about Bill yeah. for ah, God knows how long. Uh, I'll say this: spoiler alert. Uh, I don't remember seeing her in the in the trailer for the second half of season three. Oh, okay. I don't either. Actually, it's a good point. So that might that might be a hint on how much more we get of Lorena. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was it was nice. Uh, what's the maybe you can explain to me what's the deal with the uh, silver door uh, in Bill's room? What why do they have a silver door there? I, so when when Bill first comes to the king and the king makes him stay in that room, he tells him you know while well, Talbot is showing him around and Talbot says you know ooh this is imported silver from Morocco, and uh, you know sort of like it's just decoration, but it's also supposed to sort of keep you trapped in there. Um, but the thing about silver is, you know, it hurts you if you're a vampire, it burns you, but it's not like impenetrable. So he could, you know, if, I think if he was trapped in there, he still could open those doors. Uh, it would just hurt a lot, uh, but mm-hmm. then of course he heals. But I, I think it's really just, it's supposed to be sort of a, a wall really for, or a cage, I should say, to keep, to keep who's ever in there locked in there. Okay. You know, and maybe they put him in that room because it has a silver door. They could have put him maybe in another guest room that didn't have silver doors. You know, maybe where Eric is staying doesn't have silver doors or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's just it's just uh, this extra level of security because, you know, they were posting uh, vampire guards outside of his door, too. So yeah. I think it's just supposed to be it's, – it's a decorative, you know, jail cage, you know, thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, I guess I thought I saw them, like, turning knobs and stuff, and I'm like, what good does it do to have? But if it's just decorative, then that would sort of make sense. But I guess on the inside, it's supposed to be that you can't, if you're a vampire, at least, you can't use the the door. Yeah, exactly. The outside of the door, door, I think the the handles are, you know, they're non-silver, but I think from the inside, if you you try to get out from the inside, you'd have to touch that silver. Okay. And I guess when he escapes, the door is uh, opened by someone else. Well, yeah, he does the whole, he he throws Cooter on the bed and smashes, smashes the bed with Cooter, which makes the guard open the doors from the outside, so Bill's able to, to get in, to get out. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, that's kind of what I thought, but I don't know. I got confused about what the... And, you know, I'll say this. Bill's a strong vampire. If if he really wants to get out of that room, you know, I think he could probably bust through a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right, yeah. If he, has if, he to. if he could, yeah. I mean, She-Rock and stuff isn't that strong, really. Mm-hmm. You know, even he, if humans brick, can punch holes. Yeah, through. even if it was a brick wall, you know, I think he could still bust yeah. through it. yeah. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they had they had Bill definitely uh, uh, kicking ass in that little scene there. Mm-hmm. Cooter's ass. Cooter's ass. 
<sighs> Cooter is such a henchman. It's he totally so is. <laughs> it's weird to see. I, I keep expecting him to take charge, but it's really not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he's like Saeed. He's like the main yeah. henchman. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah, he's like the go-to sort of guy to uh, take care of business. Yep. So, yeah, I was uh, surprised when he popped up with uh, with Tara, and then he pops up at the end, and then he's the one that attacks Sookie, and he's just, mm-hmm. he's doing all the dirty work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, so I think uh, – I, I still don't exactly know what the point of them, you know – getting a hold of Sookie, what exactly the payoff is supposed to be. I mean, I, it doesn't look like, you know, I mean, the King of Mitsu didn't necessarily seem to know exactly what the payoff was. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what he said in terms of Bill. He was yeah. like, somewhere down the line there's a payoff for you, whatever that is. Yeah, So, but I, I'm assuming that, you know, maybe one of the big things this season is, you know, whatever that is. Oh yeah, I mean I think they're they're you know, they're driving definitely home towards what Sookie is or what she can do and uh and how you know, how people can uh manipulate her and use her for their own purposes. Right. Surprise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they they did throw in that, that one guy, uh, in season two who could uh who who had the uh, tell telepathy thing mm-hmm. uh, so they did like introduce the idea that she's not the only telepath out there um, but I guess the idea is that they're really rare because obviously she's never met anyone else besides that guy mm-hmm. you know and they can sort of tell each other because they can hear each other hearing each other I guess yeah that was, that was sort of what happened they could hear that they were hearing each other's thoughts mm-hmm. so it becomes harder to keep it a secret but i still don't i still don't know uh i guess it makes sense i think it's good i think it's good that sookie has some mystery about her uh i think you know there i guess you're right there was some mystery with the grandmother of course her her parents you know uh uh were 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 dead before the series started and uh you know so it 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 definitely came across like there was some kind of there's some kind of past that you know might have something to it. Totally. So I think yeah, uh, it seems like something's going on. Yeah, so I think they're they're probably they'll probably do something with that, of course. Um, uh, oh, uh, as far as Franklin and Tara, uh, the um, the scene with the little cell phone and the text messaging, um, <laughs> <laughs> completely. Uh, <laughs> Just ridiculous. Uh, it was so weird. Like, look, I can text really fast. Like, I, mm-hmm. I it was so. That was the first bit. Like, Franklin, what are what are you doing? Yeah, I like I. It, it was you know cool or whatever in a minor sense that he could do that. Uh, I just don't understand how he can do it without looking. Mm-hmm. You know, like. <laughs> Like, no matter how fast you can type, don't you still need to see what you're typing? Like, how well, do you know where the button is or... You can you can feel it out. I mean, I can I can feel out numbers. Like, if I knew where the letters were... Well, that's the thing. It's knowing where all the letters are. I've never typed... You know, I don't have a phone like that anymore where, you know, I have to use that kind of key, key, key system. But, um, mm-hmm. but I would still look at the keypad because I don't remember, okay, five is which three numbers and eight <laughs> is which three numbers. Yeah. You know, like... 
where exactly the cutoff is, I don't have memorized. So, I mean, it's a show, whatever. He was showing off a trick. But that was, to me, was like, don't you want to look and see what you're doing? Uh, but I guess maybe after, you know, I was going to say a couple hundred years of cell phone use, but uh, I guess that's not true. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm guessing since he's doing it as a trick, I'm guessing he took the time to remember where the letter is. Uh, okay. I'll buy that. I'll take that as an answer. Because I, I feel like that's doable, you know. I mean, someone could do that. It is doable, yeah, yeah. And and the point is supposed to be how fast he's doing it. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't I didn't really think. I guess, you know, he wants to show it off, so it sort of looks better yeah. if he's holding it towards her. But Well, he can uh, hold it towards her and look at it. You know, but he, yeah, he, yeah, wants yeah, yeah. Look, he wants to see the look on her face. He does, you know, yeah. As he's doing it. He wants her reaction. That's the big yeah. thing. But it was just such a weird bit that he was so invested in. Like, look, isn't this awesome? Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was just weird. Like, Franklin, what's up? And then, and then the the whole crying scene was just uh, just took it over the top for me. But the yeah. thing about it that really shocked me, I guess, was the most was. Uh, you know, uh, when the Lafayette sends her a message, you know, what's up, bitch, or whatever he said, I forgot, and, and uh, you know, and then he, like, freaks out and, like, goes for her throat, and, you know, who's that? You know, and, and, and she has to, like, through this, through being, like, choked, she has to say, you know, he's my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then later, you know, after she's run away and he's crying, uh, you know, he, he, she says she was afraid, and he's like, afraid of me? Why would you be afraid of me? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I wanted to say, you tried to choke me to death earlier. Like, well, you, you, you glamored me into, into telling you something about my best friend. You tied me up on a, left me on the toilet for several days. You kidnapped me and took me to Mississippi. Uh, you know, there's a list of reasons why she should be afraid. And then, of course, what you just said, you just tried to choke me out. Yeah, uh, like based and, on and, uh, and, uh, an assumption that was wrong. And you didn't, yeah. I mean, he didn't even, like, apologize for it after he mm-hmm. did it, you know. Well, it I mean, was, that's, part of, that's part of the craziness, I think, is is that he, he's, he's emotions swing very rapidly in different directions, and he's not sort of aware of that fact, you know. Right. Uh, that, oh, I just almost killed you. You yeah. know, uh, over this little misunderstanding. And it was almost like, you know, when she, you know, he's choking her and she said, he's my cousin and he doesn't let up yet. And it's not until she says he's gay that he lets up, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know if that, like, if it's like, just because he's your cousin doesn't mean <laughs> something's not going on. I don't right. know. But, um, no, he's definitely crazy. They're definitely making him appear very, very crazy. And, um, you know, like he, like she said, uh, that great scene when 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 she's sort of keeping it together and uh, and playing the part, you know, she says we got to talk, and he's like, okay, don't say that. When women tell me that, I black out and I wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of body parts. You know, like he's just not in control of, yeah. of, of his actions. Okay, that that's what I took that to mean too. Like the idea is that he blacks out and kills them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's okay. That's what I thought he was saying. And then I was like, is it? I don't know. Like they were, like they were, go, like telling him we have to talk, and then like knocking him yeah, out and yeah, killing people. To, like that's just weird. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so, they try to break up with him, and he can't handle. He, he can't handle that, and he just goes insane. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I love. I love. She's like. She's like, you know, if we're gonna be together, you're gonna have to remember that I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, it ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> Me me being alive and needing to eat ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> yeah, that was great. 
I think you brought it up earlier. Like Franklin sort of says what his attraction to her is, which is mm-hmm. I, I forget exactly how he phrases it, but it's sort of like he she's she's as as I don't know what what was the word he as used? Dark like, as he is, yeah. As, as, as basically as messed up as he is. Yeah, yeah. Know, like very, she's yeah. she's messed up, and and he's attracted to that because he's messed up too. And so they're mm-hmm. they're just they're both like kind of they they both got serious problems. Yeah. Like that's that's the big uh that's the big thing that uh which sort of makes sense now that we know sort of more about what his problems are. <laughs> Cuz I really totally. I think when he said that originally I didn't notice it because I at that point I didn't really know I mean besides just the fact that I guess I originally thought he was kidnapping her for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean I thought well okay, you know, for some like more like plot level reason. <laughs> Yeah, not a personal reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it, it really looks like it's totally personal. The the king seems to care not care less what what's going on there. It's just like just another round of Franklin's craziness. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just like whatever. You know, he did his job, and and they just kind of let it go. But yeah, uh, that's that's his own little project. So. Uh, so I, yeah, I mean, the only way it's not going to happen is if someone steps in and stops it somehow. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'll say, should we talk about Sookie? I don't know. She's like the main character. Should we talk about her on the podcast? <laughs> I thought we talked we talked some about Sookie earlier, but sure. Why yeah, not? I think we mentioned her indirectly about her powers and stuff, but um, sure. Uh, I mean, she's not the you know. There's not a ton going on with her except for she's still trying to find Bill. And yeah. Of course, at the end, she finds Bill. She's having a bit of a Sun and Jin style problem where she, mm-hmm. there's, there's sort of, she wants Bill back. She's trying to get Bill back. That's all she's got at this point. Yeah. So it, it, it sort of, it makes, whenever you, it, just like Lorena, whenever you have characters just on one track and that's all they do for a long time, you know, it's, I mean, there's not that much to say about it. Yeah. I love, um, what was that line Suki says when they're uh, in the beginning when they're driving uh, in the van after? Oh, that's that's the other thing that was weird. The uh, the way they picked up from the the the, the lupine scene uh, with everybody turning into werewolves, right? And then like you know we were talking last podcast well is it a full moon mm-hmm. what's going on and i guess it's just no um <laughs> cooter you know they're all drugged out on the v and mm-hmm. cooter turns into a werewolf and starts this chain reaction of that energy going through the room and i guess that's his explanation is he couldn't sort of help it i guess he didn't actually turn it seems like but he was close to turning yes uh, yeah but yeah I lo- some kind of vibe like group uh group uh thing where they all feed off each other's energy and everybody starts like turning into werewolves because that's I think it's a, it makes sense in a pack mentality I guess yeah yeah uh, I guess um, that's just something they have built in they sort of yeah. respond to each other in that way uh, uh, I, I love Sookie's line when they're when he's driving really fast and she's worried how fast she, he's driving and she's like 
I am not going to get killed because of your shitty girlfriend and the Mississippi pothole. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that combination of things should not kill anyone, you know, like your shitty girlfriend and the Mississippi pothole. Yes. Yeah, that was definitely a good line. Um, I mean, I actually, I, I don't really have a problem with Suki. I, I think, I think she's fine. Uh, you know. Yeah, totally. No, she, she's doing her thing. I don't have a problem. She really has her moments. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, I, there's a, there's a little bit, I, such a like action movie thing in the, uh, in the preview where they show her shooting the shotgun, and she, what does she say? Like, get out of my room, bitch, or something. Oh, totally. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Uh huh. No, she's got her moments when she's when I mean she's one of the feistiest characters ever on yeah. TV. And yeah, no, when she uh, when she has her her those those moments, it's it's pretty awesome. Anna Paquin's great, you know. She's, yeah, she's awesome. Like feisty to a level that I really it's hard to even understand. Like feisty to a point that it endangers her life on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's she's willing to put it out there in certain situations that you know I think lesser feisty uh, people would would uh, would back down from. Yeah, yeah. Juno has nothing on yes. uh, on Suki. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Juno, Juno would not be able to handle the stuff she. No, I mean Suki went up against a mainad. You know, yes. she's like, I'm going to kick her out of my grandmother's house. <laughs> yeah, she really did. Yeah. That was her plan. Mhm. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh she uh <laughs> And I, I definitely think, you know, uh the Suki and Bill relationship it, it worked better in season 1 and and I think now it's pretty clear the show is like going in a lot of different directions and uh it definitely feels like the center of gravity of the show has moved away from Suki somewhat. Mhm. Uh, because there's so much else going on, you know, large portions of the episode don't really involve Sookie. Yeah. So it's, you know, she's, she's a bit, she's a bit in the background more this season, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, they've kind of moved her to the side to make room for the new characters and new stuff that's going on. Um, so Jason's storyline. Oh, dear. Yes. Uh, so, so he, he sees Crystal again, right. and he's, you know, he's out washing the car because he, you know, that's what Andy gave him to do because he's, you know, there to, um, work at the police station and he's, right. and he's chopping at the bit to, to fight crime. And I got to say, whenever, you know, when he's really pushy like that, when, you know, even in the, the other scene, uh, an episode or two ago when, when he follows Andy into the bathroom and he's like, you make me a cop right now. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's pushy like that with no, like, with nothing to back it up and no real reason, it just really makes me not like his character. You mm-hmm. know, when he, when he basically wants something for nothing. Yeah. You know, he, this, like, weird sense of entitlement. And it's just like, God, Jason, like, you know, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just, yeah, they really push him into unlikable territory. Like, he's just like, make me a cop now. Yeah. And, and, and okay, you're doing the best you can. It's not good enough. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> like, he's, he's, yeah, and he's pulling all these strings. And, and luckily, it's a small town. So, yeah. you know, and, and they're understaffed anyway, obviously. So it's right. Like, it's a good situation, but it's like, man, that's still not enough for you. And he can't go through one day in the office without just like. <laughs> 
losing his mind, like, you know, making paperclip chains and, like, yeah. rubbing ink on his face and, and just, He's, like... Yeah. They made him really, I mean... You know, a lot of I know a lot of times when when shows are writing sort of the dumb characters or stupid characters, and they, I know a lot of times they uh, I, I've heard writers and showrunners, you know, they always have to question how stupid to make them, you know, how mm-hmm. far to go, you know, you you want to make it realistic to a degree, you know, and so when he's got like ink on his face, <laughs> you know, and he doesn't know it, and it's just like, all right, I'll buy that, but still, it's like, come on, buddy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm okay with Jason as a character mm-hmm. in general, but I, he's definitely less likable when he's like that. I mean, yeah, he really looks like when he's like that. Now the crystal part, he was better, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, so what's going on with her? What do you think is going I mean, she's apparently got this secret that, that she thinks is going to keep them from yeah. being together. Here's a hint. It won't. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, I'm I'm just gonna predict that's not the last scene they're gonna have together. No, they're really not. Uh, but but so so you know she shows up in Merlot, but she doesn't go in because she's afraid. And mm-hmm. then he sees her, and then they go for a walk in the woods. And then so the next big thing about her character is this idea that she loves being in the woods. She loves being outdoors. Right. You know, that's she's true. at home there for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, seems like some kind of clue. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious what what what's up with her. Uh I feel like she's got to be a supernatural, right? Probably. I mean, what other secret could she have? Yeah. Or uh, maybe it's a more mundane sort of just like I it's, don't know. Yeah, it might be. I think my based on the based on the little preview thing I I feel like at least one thing that's going to come into play is, you know, Jason originally saw her when they did that, like, meth lab bust, Mm -hmm. you know, so I feel like maybe she's at least, like, involved with some, like, uh, you know, meth lab guys or something, and I feel like Jason might get involved in that, and maybe that'll lead to him, like, doing something as far as being a cop or something. Like, I, I, I could see, like, stuff like that going down, but as far as, like, something specific with her character... I really don't know. I I think you're right. Supernatural makes the most sense, but they could, you know, if they want to if they want to make it less of a deal, they could just make it she's, you know, she's just got she's just got in with the wrong crowd or something. Mhm. You know, but the the way she's talking about, I mean, it, she made it sound like a really like some some big secret that she has, you know. Yeah. I mean, of course they always do that, but They always, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I did like the bit when he, you know, gets in the car and pulls her over, and you know, then realizes he doesn't have a shirt on, so he goes in the glove compartment and pulls up the sunglasses and the like. Mm-hmm. I guess just like a bunch of papers, like probably like registration or something, and like somehow that. I figured he had a. I thought he, thing. I thought he had a ticket book. Oh, is that what that was? I I thought it was, I thought it was just some crappy grabs from the. I thought it was like you know a ticket, ticket book maker. Yeah. Presumably a cop car would have that in it, I guess. But yeah, it just it looked to me like just a couple of papers with like uh, a pen clipped around it. So just I don't know. Mm-hmm. It looks like, like it wasn't book? really anything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, I just I, I like that 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 sort of sells the cop thing, and he tries to pull that off. Yeah, he saunters up there with the with the cop with with, with the glasses on and a six pack, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, 
My name's Jason. Why don't you give me your number? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, you know, that, Jason there is coming from the same place that he was when he decided to grab some sticks and a gas mask and pretend to be the god that comes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, he, he has this confidence that he's just, he walks into a situation and does these ridiculous things and he really thinks he can pull it off. Yeah. Like, I, I really think he's trying to sell the I'm a cop angle. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it, she has to like not buy it several times before he drops the facade. Yeah, totally. You know, it's 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 weird. Uh, he's 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 a, he's a strange one. But yeah, I agree that that whole thing. Uh, uh, you know, once that started, it, it sort of worked better. But him him in the office was was awful. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what she could be though. Someone who likes being outside. I mean, I guess it could be something they've never shown us before. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm thinking this is a werewolf season, but I guess mm-hmm. that's to whatever to, for her to be a werewolf. Um, I don't think she's, you know, we've seen shapeshifters enough. The only other thing I can think of, supernatural wise, might be like uh, a succubus. Ah, but I think she'd be acting a lot differently if she was. Yeah, yeah, she's not really. That's that's more like that's more like what I thought uh, Marianne was originally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, with the scene with her and Sam, that's what she came across as. Yeah, totally. She was doing that vibrating thing. It was weird. God, Marianne was crazy. <laughs> Can't believe the shit we watched last season. Whew. Yeah, I don't know what crystal what crystal is. Uh, or yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's just regular drama with uh, the or you know she she's her boyfriend or her brother mm-hmm. or something is it is in the math business. Yeah, or, you know something yeah. like that. I feel like I feel like even if she's supernatural in some way, I feel like that's going to be part of the story. Yeah, you know they're 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 going to go down that road if she's got some you know. Uh, some involvement and and Jason's gonna gonna get involved in that and and then he's gonna be a cop and that's gonna bring about you know some maybe he'll bust them or or maybe he'll not I don't know I don't really so know exactly what we, they're gonna we, do. But. We saw her crying the first time Jason saw her and then she's like mm-hmm. I wasn't crying I never cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like well tell that to your tears. <laughs> yeah yeah that was. Uh... It was weird how they filmed her the first time. I, they I, filmed her like she was very ethereal. Like, yeah. Like a dream or a ghost or something. Yeah, exactly. I, it, uh, that's what made me think, like, there's something crazy going on with her, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I still think, I think they probably, there probably is something there. I, I But I don't know. They they really, they really have enough, like, big-time crazy plot going on. They don't need another crazy thing. Mm-hmm. But uh but they could still throw it in. Um so the other little story in line was uh Lafayette and Jesus. Ah yes. That's the the new budding romance. I guess so. <laughs> I really didn't see that coming. When I guess he he was a character I think they just kind of casually showed him earlier in the season uh when they go visit Lafayette's mother. Yeah, uh, it was weird cuz in the in the in the you know previously on True Blood little recap before uh, before the episode starts, you know they show that scene with 
with Lafayette and Tara at the mother's place meeting Jesus, and I'm thinking, okay, so he's coming back into the picture. That's interesting. wonder what that's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, then when he shows up, and I'm like, oh, okay, are they really going to go down this road with the with the romance? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really I really liked uh, Lafayette's um, reaction to that. You know, oh, at yeah. first he's like, He's like, wait a minute, my mom's dead. Okay, just give me the bad news. And he's like, yeah, no, it's not I that. Even, I didn't really like her anyway. Just tell me how it happened. Yeah, and then he's like, no, it's not that. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, then basically he thinks, hey, Suze thinks he's, you know, uh, he thinks hey, Suze knows about selling the V mm-hmm. and is there because of the drugs. And so he thinks about everything else first. Yeah. You know, then he's finally like, oh, wait, you're interested in me? Huh. All right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was it was nice to see him go through those options, and then and then he was just sort of awkward when he realized what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I would go, but I have to work, so I'm gonna go inside. Yeah, it's like so I'm going inside, and it's like I'm gonna follow you. It's like, wait, what are you doing? Why are you following me? I just said leave me alone, basically. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, no, you know, Lafayette had was wearing like a silk Japanese print like, vest or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they get his clothes from, but I'm just like, that's, you know, I would never wear that, but it's just such a cool thing to wear. I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Uh, <laughs> I feel like he's a character that, uh, if you watch True Blood in 20 years, he'll look really dated. Because mm-hmm. his clothes are really just really ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I don't know whoever's you know the costume people like I I feel like they just amuse themselves coming up with weird shit for him to wear. Yeah. Well, I mean it's very it's very Lafayette though. It's very you know eclectic. It's very like mm-hmm. you have strange pieces put together. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of all over the place, but yeah. No. I mean, it definitely fits the character. I mean, they they really. Uh, Know how to do it, but I yeah I like his uh, uh, I, I I just like the way they the way they played it. Um, there it was it was just really well uh, the the, uh, the 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 back and forth between them was was uh, was really good. Mm-hmm. I I think that guy is actually in the uh, credits uh, as a like regular character. So okay. so. And I, I had been seeing his name all season, and I'm like, and I looked up who he's playing, and I saw he's playing that guy, and I was like, you know, up till this episode, we only saw him that one time, very briefly, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, I don't know what they're gonna do with that character. Obviously, they're gonna do something. Uh, and uh, based on the, uh, again, <laughs> on the uh, little preview clip, it looks like it looks like he's gonna he's gonna at least get somewhat involved in Lafayette's uh, drug dealing activities. Yeah. And there's going to be some kind of thing there. That makes it sound a little bit too much like the Jason Crystal thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe if they do that with them, uh, they won't have to do it with Jason and Crystal. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what they Cause do Because I don't that. think there's anything going on with him, you know. I mean, I think it's he's more or less on the level. Yeah, he should be. I, 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 I'm taking that whole story at face value for the moment. I, I don't really know where that's going. I mean, there's definitely something with Eric and Lafayette and selling the V. Of course, Eric's gone now, so I don't, I don't know how uh, when that's going to come back into play. Uh, I'm assuming at some point some of those characters will get back to uh, Bon Tomp and uh, mm-hmm. 
It's just like last season when a lot of them were in Dallas. Yeah. It's like now a lot of them are in Mississippi. It's exactly like that. Yeah, I think that's just – that's probably a way they like to structure seasons. Yeah. Okay, so the next big thing uh, is is Tommy and Joe Lee. Ah, WT, yes. WTF, man. WTF indeed. Yeah, I, like I noticed this time that they really – they really sell that more than I realized the first time I watched the episode. Like they sell what? The the fact that uh, jo- what is it? Jolie? Jolie. Okay. I thought it was like Angelina Jolie, like J O L I E, but then I saw it somewhere online, and it's just Joe J O E and then L E E. Okay. But they they just say it sort of you know together, Jolie. Jolie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking Jay Lee, but that's obviously wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, but I, I just noticed that they they sort of set up like when you know at the beginning they have they have uh, is it is it Tommy? Is that his Tommy. Name? Okay, yeah, they have him brother. like throwing the shit at at Jolie like really hard like out of the mm-hmm. van. You know, he's throwing the bags at him. And it's mm-hmm. like there's some weird moment there between them. I, I, you know, some kind of conflict or whatever going on. Yeah. And, and Sam's like, you know, what are you doing? It's your father. You know, and then and then there's that weird, creepy moment at the oh, end when like he's like, what does he say? Have a good day, Sam, or something. So so Jolie smiles and, at Sam and says like, have a good day, Sam. And it's nothing is wrong with that. And so they cut to Sam walking to his truck and they play the ominous music mm-hmm. like. Like this is not going to be a good day, you know. Like I didn't, I don't really know what that was about. I, I mean, it's to me, it's sort of foreshadowing. Like I thought, I thought it was going to be like Tommy was going to be up to something. Mm-hmm. Like Jolie knew Tommy would be up to something at work or something like that. But it seems to just be foreshadowing, really, the night when, yeah. uh, when Jolie is is drunk and and comes storming in there and. So they, and then they have that that little moment where where Jolie calls the bar. And yeah, that's tells, what I was gonna say. Tells, yeah, that's the next story point with that is he tells them to to get home and Joe uh, Tommy's like, no, I have a job now. Uh, but yeah, so when he storms in and he's like, you're mine, head to tail. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here, and I, I really don't know what they're doing, but I'll, I'll tell you the really weird, strange thing I think is going on that I hope okay. isn't true. Okay. Uh, to me... <laughs> oh, no. To me, yeah, I know, it's going to be weird. But to me, it, 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 they're, they're seeing... There's obviously something going on that's weird. I, and I remember that scene before. It was like the second or third time we saw the Mickens house. I think it's the scene where... After Tommy and and uh, and Sam go for the run, and and Tommy tries to get Sam killed by you know going in front of the truck and turning to the bird, and then Sam has to right. d- dive out of the way, and then he comes. So he comes back to the Mickens house, and Joe Lee is sitting on the couch in his underwear, sort of like with his arm on Tommy, and I thought, okay whatever, they're comfortable with each other. I don't know. That, to me, seems a bit weird, but Jolie's a bit weird, so whatever. Yeah. And so this whole I own you thing, honestly, what I thought, the thing that crossed my mind that's that's pretty crazy is some weird, like, you know, sexual abuse thing. Oh. Where, like, that's not the crazy part. Oh, Okay, so, sit down and wait first, for the crazy, everyone. That's the first part of the crazy. The second part of the crazy is, is some weird thing like 
you know, like uh, he he makes he makes Tommy shapeshift, and then does something weird. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Because oh. when, when he says, "I own you head to tail," you know, and Tommy turns into mm-hmm. a dog. I just yeah, that's what crossed my mind. And Dude, I'm like, I thought you were going somewhere completely different with that. Yeah, you, you took it. You took it to a dark place. Uh, <laughs> very very dark place. Wow, wow, wow. It kind of. Yeah, it reminds me of, I think there's a little conversation between Jason and, and Sam about, like, you know, about about sort of the idea of bestiality when you're a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort of, it is sort of interesting. Um, just the idea, not necessarily actually doing it, but... Yeah. Because uh, 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 it does bring up, like, a weird ethical thing. If, if it's actually someone with the consciousness of a human being... Mm-hmm. As an animal, you know, it's a different situation. I mean, the whole thing that makes it a problem is you don't really know what the animal wants. Yeah, you can't really get the animal's consent. Yeah. Yeah, there's sort of no way to really say that. You don't know if you're abusing. You don't know exactly how much you're hurting them. So that, that, it's, all those issues sort of go away when you're talking about a shapeshifter. So it's sort of mm-hmm. like, you know, in a certain sense, it doesn't yeah. seem as bad. But and I thought that's why I thought it would be a, a weird twist on – on a sort of like you know child abuse sort of situation yeah. where where he the child is a shapeshifter and this guy is that demented where he's he forces him to shift and then you know has his way with him or something weird and Ooh. I I didn't I mean I that's the, that's what came to mind because I didn't I don't know what else is going on why else why else is he so um, not protective but uh, what's the word like. Um, um, he's not protective, but he's so um, you know he he has this he, he he has this idea that Tommy is his. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's yeah. There's a word for that. I can't think yeah. of it either. Uh, I'll say where I thought you were going with it, which was okay. Which was uh, I thought you were going to say that he, <laughs> you know, since Tommy, it looks like Tommy's go-to is 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 a dog, some kind of dog. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's what the idea is he just he thought of Tommy as like a pet, you mm-hmm. know, and so he just he thinks of it like I own you like I would own a dog. Yeah, exactly. I mean that that that's part of what I was saying. It yeah, is, definitely. but I like yeah. I was thinking that far no further. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you took it to the next level. Well, listen, like... someone's got to gross out the listeners, all right? And <laughs> this time it's my job. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, I don't think it's beyond True Blood to to go there. You know, I mean, they with some of the stuff they showed last season. I mean, I I don't think it's out of the question um, to to introduce that. So, uh, you know, if they want to go dark, they could definitely do that. Yeah, uh, I think you know that's uh, uh, obviously it's it's something like that. I mean, he does you know say I own you, and you know, so there, there mm-hmm. is some kind of domination thing going on. Yeah, uh, and this is supposed to be his son, so you know that that adds an extra level of creepiness to the whole thing. Yeah, um, and and I also thought since since Tommy is a shapeshifter, he might he you know in some weird demented way, Jolie might feel like he's he's not a normal son, or mm-hmm. you know the, the the normal rules don't apply, something like that. Like you know, yeah. 
Yeah. I you know, when they introduced Sam's family, I I, I think we talked about it in the last podcast. Like uh, you know, the mother is sort of the appeasing one, the the one who I think just wants to connect with her son and you know, wants things to be okay. Uh, the brother has this rivalry thing and and is sort of jealous of his brother and that he has it better and you know stuff like that. Uh, so there's you know conflict there, but it looks you know now it sort of looks like that's that's kind of petered out and and uh, you know that you know he's bringing Tommy to work with him and and but I never really got where where Joe Lee was coming from. Uh, he he really seemed kind of aloof most of the time in the early part of the season and. I really just didn't know what he thought of what was going on. I just could not tell. He was just mm-hmm. kind of sitting there with this blank expression on his face. And 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 the first time I watched this episode, I didn't really pick up on the clues that him and Tommy have this weird thing going on that they, you know, those two big things they drop. So when he burst in the door and starts screaming, like that really shocked me. I really didn't see it coming. I didn't realize. Oh yeah. I didn't realize that they had been building it up. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I just I wasn't watching carefully enough, but it's it's you know, there there's a whole. True Blood, you kind of have to watch True Blood twice to pick up everything, especially this season with so many storylines and so many things going on. Yeah, yeah, I I just I I've never really watched True Blood twice before, but I I got a lot out of it. I if there's anyone out there who's not watching it twice, I I can recommend it. It, it works. Yeah, you really notice. There's so many elements that I noticed that I didn't notice the first time. Like, I picked up on all the broad strokes, but you, you get the finer points and you understand, like, why certain things happen. So mm-hmm. it was it was, it was was good to see. But I, I think, you know, as far as I my as far as far I can think right now, I think your theory is probably, uh, you know, the best theory that fits what we saw. Yeah. You know, uh, and, I, I mean, I was asking on the last podcast where this – Sam's family thing was going and uh you know that's I mean that's a kind of family drama I guess but you know that's enough that's like strong enough to to yeah. bring bring the story in totally and in the preview you know the season three part you know half second half of season three preview thing on HBO um they they show some other stuff with the family with the mom so I think there's something else going on that that's going to develop and I think the mom's going to become less sort of a of a nice appeasing character. I mm-hmm. think she's probably hiding hiding something too. Yeah. Um but uh yeah I, I, I think she knows what's going on between Joey yeah. and Tommy. And I, I think she's you know she may, kinda, she may not like it or whatever, but I think she's aware of it. Which which that line that she's you know, if it's along the lines of my crazy theory, uh that line that she says, you know, when, when Jolie and Tommy are throwing the Tommy's throwing the stuff to him, mm-hmm. and and she's like, "That's just a little game they play that they should play in private." You know, I'm yeah. like, Ugh. Uh, oh, you know, she did say that. if she knows what's going on, that line's gonna have a different meaning. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Ugh. that that was weird. Uh, do you can you tell me what you think is actually going on in that scene? Because I I don't fully get it. Like. It seems like Tommy is just pissed and he's throwing things at his dad to like just you know just sort of fuck with him, but yeah. then the dad seems like impressed, like oh he's showing me how strong he is, like he's not necessarily mad about it. like it's just it's a weird dynamic, like I I don't I I don't fully understand what's supposed to be happening in that scene. I mean I think I think that's pretty much right. I mean I think the general idea is 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 Tommy's 
Tommy resents his parents for being sort of, you know, losers to a degree that he has to always be there to help them out financially and they don't, you know, they don't have their shit together. And then obviously there's something else going on too. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he sort of resents them for those sort of general reasons. And then, then he's pissed at his dad and he's throwing this stuff at him. And I, I guess the real question is why does Jolie react that way? And I, I think he's, um, yeah, I think I think it has some weird thing to do with um I I don't I can't exactly explain why he says that, but I think I think it's just sort of a weird uh like like a tough like he yeah, like he's just he he's instead of you know, he's throwing this stuff at his dad and instead of you know, one reaction is don't throw the stuff at me and, and, and to get mad about it, but he's sort of happy about it. Um, in the sense that I don't know, I think it's it's some weird father son thing where where like he said, he's showing me how strong he is. Like he's he's sort of proving to me that he's his own man, or he's you know, it's almost like if if they were to have an arm wrestling contest or something, and then Tommy wins or something, like you know, Jolie would be happy about that in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Or if they played a game of basketball and Tommy beat him, you know, yeah. instead of being mad that he lost to his son, he's sort of happy that, you know. So I think what Jolie says is, is sort of accurate in terms of, you know, his response. But I think, you know, why he responds that way, I think, is because he's a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> okay. That works. That works. It's weird to have seemingly, I mean, if that's where they're going with that, it, it, it's kind of like the Franklin Terra thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's this kind of crazy, possessive character who who, who just latches onto this other character and, and you know, uh, yeah. um, sort of takes ownership of them, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know, gets gets on edge whenever that's threatened in any way. Oh, another thing I was gonna say along the lines of why, you know, I almost feel like since Joe Lee isn't a shifter, uh, that might have something to do with how he's treating Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I I think I definitely think that's gonna gonna come into play in some way. I think you're right. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff in this episode. I think we hit all the main stuff. Yeah, I was going to bring up a couple of small things. Uh, Terry's moving in with uh, Arlene. Uh, Presumably, you know, they're just kind of keeping that in the air. Uh, Presumably that's leading to a revelation that – that it's not his his baby. I did like Arlene's little bit about how it happened again and again and again and that other time and again. That was such a great line. Again and again and again. And you think she's done and she's like, and that other time too. Yeah. And you count up and you're like, okay, she has two kids and she just named about like five kids. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some oh things. I think she's well I don't think she's talking about kids. I think she's talking about moving in. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Talking having having a guy move in is what she's talking about. I, so I think she's had that many guys move in before. I guess I thought she was talking about being pregnant. No, I don't think she's talking about being pregnant. Okay, okay. Because right. I don't think because I mean the the topic of that scene is Terry moving in. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I just you know that's that's what 
that's what brought yeah, that about. She's going um, through that. We know, yeah. Yeah, so I just sort of thought that's what she was talking But, yeah, okay, okay, just guys moving in, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, okay. I guess the last one was sort of a disaster in terms of mm-hmm. being, a, being a serial killer. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> We've all been there, eh? <laughs> So, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I think that's, at the very least, I can say, I think that's going to lead to Terry finding out that it's not his kid, and I don't know. I, I feel like Terry's probably, you know, I, if she had just told him, I think he could handle it. But, mm-hmm. you know, since she's keeping it from him, it could be a problem. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, uh, I honestly think he's not going to care. He He might be upset when he finds out, but he's not. I don't know what it is about Terry... I have to give the actor the credit, but no matter what he does, he's just awesome. It's just something about this guy. He's, you know, when he tells, uh, you know, when he's talking to Sam and he's hugging him and Sam's like, you're breaking my ribs here, buddy. It's just like, oh, Terry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some kind of, uh, he's, uh, he, he's got some quality that he brings to that character. I, I don't know what it is. It's some kind of magic the actor's doing. I, mm-hmm. it's, it's, he's, he's always uh, interesting to watch. Yeah. There's, there's, something, there's something quirky about that character that uh, keeps you interested. Uh, even when he, you know, what he's going through is a very straightforward kind of plot, but it's, it's sort of like he's, he's I, guess, I guess the idea is he's kind of got this, post-traumatic stress kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. So he's a little mm-hmm. bit crazy. And yeah. So that's like, that's sort of part of why he comes off as being a little bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, but but still, I, he plays it well. It, it definitely works. You know, you could you could make a character like that much less pleasant. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, he sort of makes that work and makes it a likable character, you know, uh so uh, it's 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 nice. Um, the other little bit was the little thing between uh, Arlene and Jessica, where she says, you know, don't uh, don't glamour me, don't hypnotize me, or whatever you people mm-hmm. do. You know, then she turns around and immediately. <laughs> yeah, she immediately glamours to complete innocent people. Yeah, into not giving her a tip, but it's like, you know. You just How dare you suggest that I would glamour you? That's so insulting. I'm gonna glamour these random people <laughs> yeah. to get you back for that. Like it's that was so I don't know. That was that was a weird bit. Yeah, it's almost like it would have been better if if Jessica would have just told the people, don't bother. You know, not glamouring them, but just told them, don't don't bother tipping your waitress tonight. You know, come up with uh, some like lie about why they they don't you know. Don't don't tip your wagers tonight. It's no tip night, or you know something, some lie where she still wouldn't get a tip, but it's not going to be due to her uh, those people being glamoured. Right. But yeah, I mean, it was like you, you think Arlene is being prejudiced against vampires. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when she does that, and and she and then Jessica just proves her right. Like yeah, she they do need because it and, and I didn't think vampires could glamour like two people at once like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, I didn't really know how it worked, but it it does seem like if you maintain enough eye contact, like she was going back and forth. And yeah, she was going like back and can, forth. You can sort of, you can sort of pull it off, like maintain the spell if they're if they're right close like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's what they're telling us with that. But yeah, I never yeah. really the glamoring thing is. I kind of forget that that's even there sometimes. It's yeah, cause they don't necessarily use it that much. 
Oh, Jessica. And Hoyt, that whole thing Tom, uh, Tommy said about Hoyt. Oh, uh, yeah. What did he say? That's a... That's a... Giant sixth grader? A giant sixth grade boy right there. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he is just a giant sixth grade boy. <laughs> like he, I knew he always had that quality, but it's a great summation of of of, it, of, of his character. He's like, looks like he was, you know, hit by an atomic bomb on the way to middle school. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like last season he basically, you know, he he said that's what he was. Like, I think he, mm-hmm. I think he knows that, you know, he's sort of, he, he he's he's got this uh, kind of uh, man child yeah yeah delayed uh, delayed adulthood situation with his mom and all that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's well, uh, that's psychological, but just physically, just the way you he know, looks. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they they sort of go together. I mean, yeah, they go together. He he has that aura, despite. But yeah, I, that that was uh, interesting a little bit. They didn't do a lot of those characters, I guess. The whole Jessica body thing is just blown over at this point. Uh, well, you know, they found that body. Uh, they found the guy's body, and I would expect the sheriff of Bonton to uh, mm-hmm. investigate this headless body that was that just was surfaced. But um, maybe next episode that might come back into play. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe not. Maybe they, I mean, Franklin's out of the picture. Jessica seems like she's working, and mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. Maybe they're done with that whole body thing. I mean, I don't know what they could get out of them even tracking it back to Jessica or anything like that. So it, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have dropped it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just seems it seems like there's so much more going on that you know you don't really need that. And of course, we know the whole story, so there's not really any mystery to uncover. Mm-hmm. You know, all they could do is just get characters in trouble. Yeah. You know, but I I don't see the point. So I yeah, I mean they could they could do something. It's weird having the sheriff not there. I I, I got sort of used to that. Mhm. Well, now Andy's the acting sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's he, a reasonable arc he, since that's sort of the, what his, you know, he always wanted that respect and to be considered yeah. a real cop and stuff. So it, it makes sense that they did that, but how does he? Why does he have a cast on his arm? Uh oh, yeah, he has a cast on his arm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's something to do with Marianne, but I forget exactly what happened to his arm. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Terry. Terry did that to him. When Terry, uh, oh. when Terry was uh, under Marianne's spell, that's right. Oh, I think I Terry about that, that completely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's just like the last remnant of season two is that cast <laughs> on his arm. Yeah, I was thinking about that when they were showing Jason just fucking around in the office. I'm like, man, the shit you were going through like a couple <laughs> weeks ago, like. I can't believe you're just you're just like hanging out in office goofing off now. Like mm-hmm. I guess you know that's what you do and that's just how you know you just kind of move on with your life, but it's just it's just so weird this whole town like was under the grips of this maynad and and now they're just kind of going about their lives again. Yeah. Well, know? most of them don't remember, I guess. That's true. So, so that's how they that's how they can make that happen. Yeah. That's a good point. I guess I guess that's why they put that stuff in there, so they could go back to it and it wouldn't be too weird. Yeah. Well, Cole, anything else? Um. 
No, I think that's it. I think that's all. That's all I can yeah, think I'm pretty sure we covered like every scene. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I I did enjoy the episode. Um, I agree that there's something. It doesn't have the sort of high energy, uh, nonstop like feeling that the first part of the season did. But mm-hmm. I think for like mid season developments, uh, it's it's going pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty strong. It's it's you know most True Blood episodes are are really good, and so this is this is no exception. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, like I remember last season there were a couple of notably kind of weak ones uh, around like eight or nine or so. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the probably the weakest before the episodes. before the build up to the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of like after the church, the Fellowship of the Sun blows over, but before they get back to Bontob and start dealing with Marianne. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of a lull there where it just kind of felt like, you know, the story was just spinning its wheels. You know, but they, they're they definitely not doing that here. I mean, there's pretty major developments in this episode. They're not fucking around. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely on board for this season. They, they, they've got me hooked. I'm, go- I'm going to keep watching. Would you say they've glamoured you into <laughs> watching this season? I would say that. Would you say you're thirsty for more true blood? <laughs> I would also say that. Is this season fantastic? <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I can keep going, but I shan't. I'm sure you could. Yes, yes. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can catch us uh, on Twitter. Please join our Twitter uh, following and uh it's mr podcast uh one word of course and um we'll be back next week with uh, the next true blood episode um and uh yeah i think that's it yeah um uh i wanted to add something uh what else is it oh uh we've got uh we've got an email thing which is uh Mr. Podcast CJ at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, CJ CJ is in Claude and Justin. Mr. Right. Podcast CJ. Yes, uh, Mr. Podcast I think was taken. Uh, so uh, there's that, and also uh, TLD dot net has a Mr. Podcast section. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to do the uh, do the forum thing, come join the forums. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know that's that's a cool thing to do. So anyway, there's there's my there's my plugs. All right, everyone. Until next time, we'll stake you later. <laughs> really? <laughs> we'll stake you later. Stake you later. I don't. Know. Who even like is that a pun? Who even what's? I like okay. It's well. like see you later. Yeah, but, I got it. I but, got it. With, <laughs> you know, vampires get staked. But uh, yeah. Okay, I understand. All right, well, now that I've explained it, there's no joke left. (laughs) I'm I'm still amused that that was your your outline. Um, I don't know how to follow that up. Um, Um, Fang you well or something. Yeah, fang well, everybody. I don't know. We'll come up with some better ones. We don't have any. We don't have any great outros for Mr. Podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Namaste and good luck. I don't know. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.